What's up, you guys? It is Kelda Music, and we are here on Diva Talk Tonight, the podcast show. Hey, y'all. Hey. Okay. So, as always, I have my lovely co-hosts, Diamond and Brandy. Everybody give it up for them. Hey.
model for her clothes. And um, she's going to have me on her website and pictures, posters in her store. So um, I'm really excited, excited about that. It's called Topaz of L.A. So, but, you know, um, it's, it's been another open door for me. Yeah, and definitely. I just, I just go with the flow, you know. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Well, you're flowing. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. I just go with the flow. Okay, okay. Well, all right. I want to get into my boy Cashier. Cash is awesome. He always books me to host his events, and he gets me drunk at his events. It's just so much fun. Thank you. How are you, Cash? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. So glad to have you on. Yes, yes. So tell us about Cash Entertainment. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. Oh, sorry, I just need to talk a little bit. Sorry. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> Cash Entertainment is my uh, nightlife company. We do uh, corporate events. We do birthday parties, graduations, bachelorettes. Um, we book the best clubs in the Bay Area, so you have the nicest venue to, to party at. And, you know, just have to come out and have a good time. I've been for about five, six years now. working on in the meantime? I know you were uh, promoting another brand. Oh, yes. Um, so I started and you were also, you guys, he was also a uh, guest on Do Your Talk Tonight as well. Oh. And that's when you were promoting your other brand. Yeah, so the plug, um, back then when I was mm. uh, on Do Your Talk, the plug was in its first stages. Um, we were still like using Wix as like a off platform to, mm -hmm. to build our site on, but now we're going to relaunch and it has a brand new custom site That's the brand that I'm actually wearing today. The, the, plug. Plug. the plug. Can you make sure to show that to the camera? Absolutely. Plug. So, and it's all about just practicing group economics. It's like the Black Amazon. Um, I feel group economics will leverage us outside of our position as an example. Mm -hmm. As far as the police brutality, um, as far as the, just the economic struggles that we face or the issues that are plaguing our community. circulates back so and that's where we fuck up at 
also? Like, do you have to become a member? No. Okay. So all, all you gotta do is just shop on there because mm -hmm. it's using all black vendors, all mm -hmm. black people. So it's gonna have everything you need in your daily life, just like an Amazon do. Mm -hmm. But when you shop there, you're circulating our dollar more in our community. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's why the Asian people have little Koreas in every mm -hmm. in every town, mm -hmm. the Mexicans have little Mexico because they practice these economics mm -hmm. all the time. They only shop at each other. The dollar stays in their community for So I'm assuming you have several vendors with, with you, right? Yeah, we got we got everything from tech for your wireless. Two G's, the plug.co. So that's the new site. Um, it's not officially launched yet, but I'm pretty sure by the time this airs, it will be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. Ladies, you guys feeling that? Yeah. Yes. I got two things and I'm ready to sell. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. So, yes. Okay. All right. Well, I'd like to shift this conversation. Uh, you know, we can into a little bit of politics entertainment and all the current events going on. So uh, first, I'd like to mention uh, this country is going through a very tumultuous time. Do you guys have any thoughts or predictions on what 2021 might hold? Simon? Um, as you can see, it doesn't really hold too much promising things because we're stuck in the house still and we have to wait in the lab that are forcing us to do testing or closing of the, what is it, the COVID test? Oh, sorry. No. COVID test and, um, how do you talk like this? <laughs> <laughs> Except for when you're mad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I think that 2020 is definitely a time where we're able to actually open our eyes. Like, I don't know if anybody goes to church or have heard different pastors say that 2020 is supposed to be the year of vision. And at first, I was thinking like, oh, okay, it's going to be a real positive year. You know, everybody's going to have their visions or their manifestations come to life. But really, it was a hold. It was a standstill. It was a time for you to take a break. So I think that 2020 is a time for y'all to sit down and sit with yourselves and think, what you going to do next? Like right now, a lot of people don't have jobs. So in that time, it's been like six, nine months or something like that. You should have been thinking about a new business for yourself. Mm -hmm. You should have been thinking about how, how you can take the $5 in your pocket or that CDD money that y'all been getting and what were you going to do with that money to survive? Because what if this goes on until 2023? 20, Twenty twenty one is pretty just gonna be an extension as of right now the way it's looking at this year, which is more time on your hands and what you're gonna do with that time. So definitely uh, figure out what you like, figure out what you're good at, figure out what the people need, find the solutions that you can provide as a service and uh, 
getting that out to the world because um, we don't know how long it's going to last. And so if you're one of those unfortunate people that haven't been able to still work, uh, you need some income because you cannot rely on the government to keep coming with these stimulus checks. Either the eventually going to run out or they're just going to keep printing money and it's not going to mean nothing anymore anyway. So to figure something out. But um, contrary to what she said, just figure out what you can do to provide solutions and keep income rolling in and, and focus on that. Find yourself. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Shelly? I'm like a squirrel. I put all my nuts away. Mm. I just, I save it for a rainy day, you know, and it's been raining pretty hard for 2020, and I'm, I'm still floating, so I'm doing all right, but I see, I see some bad things going on out there in the world, and it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to get any easier, I can, I can tell you that, so I'm just like, I've always rolled kind of solo anyway, and I'm just, I'm a hustler, so I can make jello shots, I can walk runways, I could do mm -hmm. photography, I could, I could do a whole lot of things, I can cook, I can bake, I can dance, I can do a lot of things, so, and I have, I've always done that, so, but some people are not um, creative. And they don't know what they want to do. And they're always that person that goes and works for other people. And I'm comfortable not working for anyone. I can, you know, like I said, I'm like a little squirrel. So I have all my little, my little nuts over here. So I can stay afloat. But it's, I see some horrible things out there. There's some cruel people and they like to take advantage of the weak. So all I can advise people, like, don't be vulnerable during this time. Um, stay strong, surround yourself with um, positive people because those are the ones that are going to help you. The people that take, 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 take from you, those are the ones that are going to let you sink. Mm -hmm. So you might want to think about, um, you know, if you're lonely, you, you might want to just be lonely and, you know, try to... Focus on you? Yeah, you might want to do that, so... I'm not really thirsty, and I'm not lonely, and I'm not any of those things because I have a good Lord taking care of me. So, but you know, just pray for those people who are um, weak, naive, and vulnerable, and needy and thirsty. Pray for those people because those people are the ones that are really gonna need it around this time. Mm -hmm. How about you, Cass? Um, I definitely. I'm not a very religious man, but I wanted to touch on what she said was the year of the vision, and I do, I kind of agree with that, that statement only because it's waking people up, it's allowing them to see exactly what they need to do to really get in their groove of life, you know, they gotta reassess what is important to them, reprioritize everything from top to bottom, and I think a lot of people actually make some type, I mean, I She has her nuts squirreled away for a rainy day. That's very, very true. Mm -hmm. Financial literacy. Mm -hmm. and I think 
and I'm an actress, so I follow actors, and mm -hmm. I watch a lot of movies, and I followed him, and um, one of the movies that I really admired was the James Brown one. Oh, Get On Up. It's yeah. called Get On Up, yeah. and I looked at this guy, and I was like, gosh, he really, he's, you got something there, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I just, I watched him grow into... The Black Panther, and I was just like, that was a sensation, like nothing topped it as a um, as a as an all black film. I just thought it was excellent mm -hmm. in my eyes. Mm -hmm. um, I was really saddened by it because <clears throat> you work so hard at something, and then you give yourself to people. And he visited children and had cancer. And kids, you don't, when you're a kid, everything is amplified. And 
that means so much to kids, you know. So I think we lost a we lost a really great person, a human being. And um we will miss him, I'm sure. A lot of us will miss him. His talent. feel as though his team was so solid because nobody knew nothing. Yes. Nobody knew nothing. So Agreed. it was like his team held him down and I feel like that was his backbone when because he was showing a strong face for the public at all times like because nobody knew anything. So and nobody's strong all the time. So shout out to his team. Shout out to the people that are still alive that took care of him right. to help him to uplift him to you know make those type of movies to Provide the sensation yeah. and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and see a kid, and that was just dope. And I definitely, I didn't follow him, but the fact that he was out there doing all that type of incredible things and making these type of positive impacts on the world, and he looks similar to me, I thought that right. was so, <laughs> so dope, so dope. So he will definitely be missed for sure. Well, rest in peace, Chadwick. Your legacy lives on, and we will continue to watch your films. They aired Black Panther on ABC. What was it? Was it NBC or ABC? One of those networks. They aired it uh, on Saturday and or Sunday next day if you want to. Yeah. So okay. Well, um, going back to uh, uh, our predictions for 2021, uh, do you guys think there will be a mandatory vaccine? Yeah. <clears throat> well, they trying. Well, I don't know about trying, but I've heard in other parts of the world about it. I don't want it. I don't need it. Okay. And if I can avoid it, I'm not getting it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -mm. I don't. I think vaccines, especially when they're new, you you just need time. And because it's so fresh and things are so current right now, and for you to, and that's not to say they're gonna do it right away. But if they were to do it right away, like the beginning of next year or something like that. I'm not for that. You need way more time to to mm -hmm. check different. I don't know. Get some volunteers. I don't know. But <laughs> but check it out. Give it some time and really see what these side effects are because it's always well after the fact. Oh, by the way, this causes this, and there's already been super talks about vaccines. Period, causing autism in children and, and various other things. And it even goes even deeper if you want to talk about children of color, specifically African-American children, how they're exposed. Because a lot of vaccines in general are, are generalized. They don't take into consideration your genetic makeup. They don't take into consideration anything really besides your weight. That's it. And, and outside of our weight, we have so many differences between us that just shooting everybody up with, no, mm -mm. sorry, no. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Right, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I'm not with the uh, vaccinations. I even just heard that November is when they're going to start rolling out the vaccinations mm -hmm. and kind of start the process of making it mandatory. But uh, like I had said earlier, <laughs> I'm not getting in that. I own my own everything. I work for myself. Here I am on the podcast. Um, <laughs> iPhone for myself, so I don't know about anybody else. When the iPhone be rolling out their new phone 
or the new uh, updates. I always wait. Yeah. I never do it the yeah. first day <laughs> or the first time it drops. I always wait because it's always something. It's a bug. It's a something. Yep. So like she said, you know, wait a minute. Let, let's see what, what really is about to happen first. Let me give it to Sally Sue first. <laughs> <laughs> Business, I don't know. I feel like Bill Gates and his, his posse is the main culprits behind this push for the vaccine. Um, they've invested heavily into stuff mm-hmm. like this over the years, so they're going to reap huge amounts of money from it, which I think is the wrong type of incentive exactly. when it comes to health concerns. But um, mm-hmm. it, it's just too many back-ended, dark-ended looking alleyways with this vaccine stuff. I'm definitely not for it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I remember, well, first of all, I am terrified of needles, mm. so yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, I would hate to go to the doctor just to get my immunizations, because um, I was born with asthma, and I was in and, out, in and out of the hospital mm-hmm. a lot, and they used to give shots for asthmatics, um, I believe it was epinephrine, and it would make your heart race so fast, I would feel like my heart would jump out of my body. And um, I hate needles, okay? So that would be a no for me on the vaccine. Um, I don't even get a flu shot. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I did get a flu shot when it first came out is because it was mandatory for pregnant women. And I was pregnant at the time, but but, um, that was the only time I did the flu shot. Mm -hmm. So if I have a choice to have this um, COVID-19 shot, no, Mm -hmm. I would say no. I hear a lot of things. So if you don't get the shot, you can get fined. You can go to jail. You could, I hear all these rumors, Mm -hmm. but um, I don't. I don't know if you don't take it. Like, right. I'm, I'm not. It's a database for everything. Yeah, it's no, true. if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. So I'm not broken. Right. <laughs> don't like, touch I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Gates and all this was saying how they didn't want to do the whole, they wanted to put together the vaccine, but they didn't really want to push it because the blacks were going to Yeah, I heard that too. What's up with that? I heard that they need more African Americans for um, testing. But take more pain still to this day as a common yeah. belief in the medical field, and if we are on board, right. then they can start offering it in our communities, which they already do, to people giving them gift cards and whatnot, so yeah. that you can come and get these things, so they can figure out what's wrong. That's the testing. Mm-hmm. That's the testing. Now, it's the prices, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> With the flu vaccine, there's a bunch of different strains. You get a flu vaccine for 
strain A, and then next flu season, here's strain B, and what did you get it for? Right, because it's different strains. And so COVID mm -hmm. is so new, and they don't know what's going on yes. with it, that whatever you're shooting us up with might not even protect us from what's potentially to come in the future, just like the flu. So why am I finna sit up here and let you do that to me unless you have some kind of ulterior motive, maybe that's not the correct words, but some kind of financial incentive to get all these people, financial. you know, stuck with this stuff. And then I say stuck. Because <laughs> most of us do not know what to even when you go get your regular vaccines for you and your baby. And that's why I don't even, I don't. You don't even my, know what they're doing. I don't get my kids, don't get too, flu like, shots. Is the, um, the, the six, the, the, I guess the, the pass rate or the success rate of recovery, the recovery rate, that's the word I'm looking for. The recovery rate is like 99% or something like that. From um, COVID? From COVID. Mm -hmm. And yet they're, they're only pushing the death toll. That's right. And uh, even the death toll is inflated because most of these people are dying from other causes and they just might have had COVID at the time. And they're chalking it up to the numbers. Like I've seen a report from 33 Florida labs all like hyped up their numbers and they got caught and busted for that. They're saying the NFL just got caught for mm -hmm. Their COVID numbers, so it's like all these. It just seems like a pandemic, not a pandemic. And there was a lot of shifts from like deaths to just people who contracted it as well. Exactly. It wasn't even. It was just all oh, this many people died, and I think maybe once the numbers started to fall, maybe it's a lot of people that I know are dying, but it's from various reasons. But now it's just oh, this many cases are in this town and in this. But it's like a lot of people caught COVID and recovered. recovered yeah. So okay. Yeah, the Rock said, the Rock, what did he say uh, recently? The Rock was in the news. He said his whole family tested for COVID like a long time ago. Oh, and nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. What did you say, Sean? I was going to say that some people had COVID and didn't even know they had COVID yeah. and was still going to work every day. Because so. mm -hmm. no one said that, you know, if COVID was here in November of last year. So it was here already. So who was to say that? They weren't even keeping track of it. Also, like all, the, all the measurements they're even recommending, like face masks and stuff like that. I, mean, I had mine on my neck, but uh, <laughs> that's why I was reaching for it. Uh, but yeah, face masks, they don't even like, protect you from that. Like the microscopic thing is like so small compared to the. Masks only protect you from the actual droplets themselves, exactly. but the COVID the virus COVID is virus not, not filtered you. by the mask. Exactly. So if someone directly. Yeah, and, and then, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, you see I mean, wear your mask. Not don't wear your mask, but it's not as protective as some people believe it is. And it is different ones, especially the ones that are being pushed for fashion purposes, which I'm not saying don't buy. Something better than nothing. I ain't trying to take nobody's money out their pockets. Right, right. But at the same time, I'm just saying, like, you know, there's so many things to it. And they don't know what they're doing. They just guessing yeah i agree today is this mm -hmm. six feet 16 feet it lasts for 24 hours lasts for six it hours it gets years. killed in 98 degrees right. no it don't they keep changing don't it they keep changing it like oh. and i know it takes time to figure things out but you should probably like figure things out and then tell them well, they should just say we don't know us <laughs> just be honest say we don't really know instead of guessing oh wear a mask oh wash your hands Oh, do this. Oh, do that. No, we need to figure it out and stop saying six feet, 12 feet, 35 feet, etc. 
stay in your house, don't come out, only go to the store. When everybody's seen the reports coming from China for this, mm -hmm. did, did you guys think it was going to be like a zombie apocalypse? No. If it did, I'm ready. No, I, well, you know what? I it wasn't it wasn't even the disease that was worrying me. It's it's people's reaction to it. So with everybody going to get all the toilet tissue, going to get all the food off the shelves, that was more of my concern. Is just moving forward in time. If this continues or anything else was to take place, how prepared am I to be stuck at home for weeks at a time? Do I have food prepared and different things like that? So that's more where my head was. I wasn't thinking, oh my God, we're all about to die. I'm just not that person. I'm like, we could. I don't know. I, I'm not a panicker. I'm more of a, this is what's going on. Let me get my shit together if I don't already have it together and then go from there and right. see what's happening. And then I started looking up stuff from the CDC, start listening to certain outlets, comparing different stories, doing my own little baby That's research right. from different sources to see what made sense to me and what didn't based on what's being told to us right. versus what I actually know scientifically and, and what I'm reading and stuff. And doing that research on my own helped me to keep calm about certain things and not be flipping out. Whereas when you listen to the media about everything because it's constantly changing, right. you, you lose your mind. Right. And you get yeah. all these reports of people dying left and right, but you don't really know the whole story about right. pre-existing conditions and then everybody just goes into a panic. Yeah. Well, my thing is, for one, I think we should all be prepared anyway for yes. in case we have an earthquake because this is the earthquake state. So we should mm -hmm. always have a backpack of canned goods and some bottled water mm -hmm. and right. tissue and whatever else we need to have. Um, but when I first was learning about the coronavirus, I was just like, wow, this is this is scary. Like, I was really, and I have panic attacks. Mm -hmm. So I was really freaking scared. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to come out. And then I have another friend, I would talk to them about it. And they were scared too. They weren't coming out. And I was just like, I'm not going out. Yeah, yeah. But then after a while, you know, you have to read and you have to gather information, do your own research. And then you have to come up with your own solution, your right. own, what makes you comfortable. I agree. So. Okay. All right. Well, uh, just to uh, get to the next topic here. Uh, the fight for social justice and the end of police brutality seemed to unite people at the beginning of the shutdown. Now it feels like people have retreated to their political and ideological concerns. But none of the problems have been solved. So... How do you approach these issues with the people in your circles, and do you think that the media is feeling the chaos? I would definitely agree with that. Um, media is for sure feeding the chaos. It's fear-mongering at its finest because that's what gets ratings. So mm -hmm. They have an incentive to meet their bottom line, and I feel like once you understand that, you can understand a lot. But <clears throat> as far as the social injustice uniting people I think it's always been socially unjust for us like we've always experienced that like if you're a person of color you've always experienced that what I think what happened what we witnessed in these recent months was something similar to a trending effect mm -hmm. it was more like a challenge to a lot of these people like you know there's challenges that go viral it was more like that I feel like than it was actual support because when the, the protesting actually did start happening, you start seeing riots from people that weren't even from Oakland. Yeah. And they were like uh, fucking up black businesses and shit like that. So it's like, it, I, didn't, I did not feel like 
everybody was united, I do feel like it did, um, what it did do positively was it raised awareness on a, on a mainstream level. So mm -hmm. it got mainstream attention, which I'm definitely proud of because we needed it. We needed that voice to be heard, so I'm definitely happy for that, but I don't feel like it got united. But I'm also working with my team to make sure we actually get united a real They started, they call it the Black Town Hall, and it's specifically, and I say specifically for the African-American members of my job, um, which even stirred a little bit of trouble because some of the non-black people who wanted to be supporters were like, why can't we join? And, and it had to be explained to them, like, it's supposed to be a safe space for um, African-Americans to really just say how they feel while all of this is going on because we are all experiencing it on some level and be there to support each other and be able to speak freely and not have to you know limit and curb what you're saying because you know so-and-so's in here as an ally want to help but then even if they really are there to be helpful if they don't understand something you shouldn't have to take time out of exp expressing your feelings to explain your feelings to this person who just why can't you just or why don't y'all just i don't have the time for that that's not what this is for this is for a space for us to share our experience be heard and then have the support of, of your community as well as get to know one another so that we can support each other so they started that in my job which i thought was really nice and it's really been going on maybe just for the last um two months and they just minimized it because it was so many of us not so many but enough of us that they were able to make it smaller groups so we can be even more like closer to one another and so i thought that was pretty neat and um makes it it's good people need people you know especially during covid while everything is going on everyone's so separated because of all of that it's nice to be able to have a group of people that specifically serve the purpose of sharing those experiences that make you feel upset, angry, less than sad, hurt, and all of that, whether it's coming directly from your job or from the outside world. So I thought that that was um, a really good idea and, and it's been really helpful for people so far. Mm -hmm. So that's what they're doing in my job. Okay. And you guys ever have the same experience or go into that with me? Um, I think that is a really good idea. Um, I'm just going to talk about mm -hmm. like, I used to work for, I used to work in banking for a long time and um, one of the things is team building, getting mm -hmm. to know other people and um, role playing because we all come from different backgrounds and we all come from different cultures and you really have to learn how to understand other people. I think at the end of the day it's just a matter of respect. and. Um, if I respect you, you respect me. It doesn't really matter if you're what color you are, what religion. If I speak, speak. Yeah. You know, if I bow to you, bow to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's an equal thing. We're all on this planet together. So we, we definitely need to learn how to respect one another. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, <clears throat> to get into the next topic here. And before I do, since we're discussing about party and entertainment, anyone want to go for a shot? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Any 
anybody else? The diamond about the whole situation. The diamond. Um, so in regards to the last topic that we just discussed, um, I wouldn't say that we've come together or have like unified, but there are certain groups or members in certain communities that are trying to take part and trying to physically fully understand the black experience. Mm -hmm. Not because they want to use it against us, but because they really didn't understand how bad it was. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying everybody, but there are a few in my own personal community mm -hmm. that has like, you know, come came to like certain groups of black people who are hanging out on like neighborhood corners or whatever to see like what have they experienced. And they've, you know, had like barbecues and shared food. So I mean, they're trying something. I'm not giving them a hands up or like, trying to say <laughs> that that's what we need, but. <laughs> Exactly. At least there's somebody trying. And, you know, if you want to know, then you can look it up on Google. You can talk to your neighbors. I'm sure everybody got a neighbor that's black or a color, sorry. But to move on to the next thing, um, how do you guys feel about the DA bringing, offering Breonna Taylor's ex-boyfriend a plea deal? If he would say that she was a part of a organized crime and how would and how are we want to change this corrupt policing system that is a great question um, mm -hmm. I have not um, had any information about that recent development um, I was just aware that he still has not charged the officer involved in that in that case um, and he's had a whole ass wedding been having fun. He's been living, living life. life, living his life, and he has not been taking this seriously. Yet there's been over, I think, I think the petition count is like five million or something like mm. that. So it's like if democracy really worked for black people, that's a clear statement right there of what the fuck we want. Clearly, and nobody's even like it's just falling on deaf ears. So. Yeah, uh, I, I do not hear that as well. I, I, I think that's typical, so I don't say crazy, because that's what happens on occasion. Uh, what will it take to change? <laughs> Y'all should have seen my face. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just, uh, I had a conversation with my stepmom, and, and, and she was explaining some history to me that I did not know just about how the police was even started in their job and who they were to police and what their job was and I am just going to say that they are continuing to do what they were meant to do yeah. and so uh, changing that there's going to be some adjustments that are probably going to be made just because you have to because you're in a public eye and too many, if it gets too bad you're going to obviously have some blowback and people start wilding out but at the end of the day um, the changes don't foresee anytime soon in a major way because we all know it's a, it's a systemic problem. This is nothing, it's, it's not even United States that is a worldwide thing, but obviously mostly prevalent here because of the way things are. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's gonna be our, our great-grandchildren's great-grandchildren that may get to see a little something as long as we all continue to work together and try to keep pushing and making things happen and we get ourselves together and start getting in position of uh, financial power because that's where the real power comes behind the dollar then things will start to change but right now while we are
are so reliant on allies and different things because we don't have things together ourselves. We don't have the financial backing. We don't have the power to stop anything. Now, I just wanted to speak on that. You said our great-grandchildren may experience something, and I think if we, I really believe if we just consciously consume that that can happen within six years. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of Dr. Claude Anderson. Mm -hmm. He's the author of Polynomics, um, president of Harvard Institute. And um, he wrote a, I guess, an article back in the early 90s that stated um, black people represent 13% of the population, which is about 45 million Americans. We spend about 1.2 trillion annually recycled that just a third of that just a third of that not mm -hmm. even all of it just a third of that if we just recycled that we would all 45 million be millionaires in five years mm -hmm. so we just recycled our money we could see that turn around we could all be living nice lives if we just consciously have to consume i'm not sure if you guys heard of the recent family or there was like 19 black families that got together and bought small patch of land, like yep, 97 acres, mm -hmm. and they're going to start a whole new town. All it takes mm -hmm. is 150 people to start a new town. Yeah. We could get our own policing system. <laughs> right. We could create it all from the top down. So mm -hmm. It's totally possible, and I just think they limit our information, and when you limit somebody's information, then they limit their perspective of what they think they can do. Yeah, mindset, mindset control. You need access to information, and so the people, like you're telling all of us now that Somebody gonna go and go look that's like something that's interesting and that's what we need is is the access and somebody sharing that so it can peak like something and that's what has to grow. That's why I always say our grandchildren and grandchildren because right now a lot of people are like that ain't gonna work there. They need to see it happening and then they'll be like, Okay, maybe I can. <laughs> can I ask you a question, Gabby? Yes, ma'am. For our viewers out there who don't know exactly what the policing system is brought up for in the Policing black people. Oh. Mm. Well, let, let's exactly. go a little deeper because I just did um, ancestry research. I've been researching my um, history. Mm -hmm. And what you find is when you go back into the 1800s, the places where black people lived were called police wards. Mm -hmm. So that's why in Louisiana and um, Texas they have ward, eighth ward, that, that still carries over. Mm -hmm. yep police wards that's what they were called and that's where we lived we were policed and kept in certain areas everything they were made the police were created for this so so when you so when you go and you start searching back your ancestry in the city it'll be a county like uh, I don't know, uh, Beaumont County, Louisiana, um, Police Ward Five. Yeah, that's where they're from the census reports. And just the spinoff from that is um, the funny thing about the, when they defunded the police back, I think in the early 1900s, it led to um, I cannot remember his name off the top of my head, but there was a black man who was in the medical field and. Police used to be in charge of uh, being the first responders to medical situations, and to do that police or to do that type of service, it used to be almost as a punishment to the police officer. So mm -hmm. when they had to do a medical service in a poor black neighborhood.
or something like that, and there are racist police officers. At times with such, people would be dying, all, yeah. all type of stuff. So there was a black man, I really wish I could remember his name off the top of my head right now, but he came up with uh, the first ambulance service. They ended up, um, they ended up, uh, they created the CPR regiment. Like, they created so much stuff that we still use today that they end up getting bought out by another company, and that's a whole other story, just how it goes. But they, they take our ideas all the time, yeah. and it's horrible. But we are always so resilient, and I think yeah. we can just come out of this. Like, they just used to stick together so much. Because yeah. they have a clear vision of who they are. If you guys know the name that he's talking about, comment that below in the comment yeah. section so we can know who that is. Take out the time. We might even Share the education. <laughs> 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 right. Who's coming with it first? Oh, shoot. Okay. All right. So uh, next I want to talk about the night. The nightlife has taken a hit during COVID. We understand why bars and nightclubs were shut, but what do you think will happen when they reopen? Should people be piling into clubs? Like, they are going to pile in the clubs. Yeah. There's people, like, Vallejo's still open. Applebee's is open. Um, uh, Chevy's Black Bear Diner. A uh, couple of bars. For people. indoor dining? Outdoor. Uh, outdoor. Outdoor. Oh, outdoor. But there are some uh, venues, uh, cl clubs and bars that are that could be oh. people sitting indoors. So I'm hearing that. With the six feet apart thing and mm -hmm. all that. Oh, okay. What do you think about that? Because I know you're into the nightlife. It, it's interesting because right before COVID hit, I just started a new party series called Low Key Situations. That right. was taking off. That was our last event together. Yeah. Killed yeah. It. You came through and killed it. So. And yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, that, was like <laughs> that was a while ago. That was in February. Yeah. Um, so, and then like COVID hit, so I couldn't do, yeah. couldn't do some more events. But um, I feel like it should be safe enough, I think the, the numbers should definitely be down. Um, and I'm only saying this not out of, of a personal reason, but because, like I said, scientifically, the number rate, the recovery rate for this so-called virus is 99, oh, the recovery rate for this virus is like 99%. So it's no more different from the normal strain of flu that comes out every year, at least scientifically speaking. I feel like the media has has hyped it up to another level. They social engineered this this monster to where you can't even be out in public without a mask on, without people looking at you crazy and weird. Even though I believe I, on the CDC website itself it says if you're healthy, there's no need to wear a mask. What? <laughs> what kind of shit is that? <laughs> wow. They said that. Wow. Well, it, it says when you're not around people, right? You think healthy there's no need to wear a mask but if you know you're going to be in a space that has mm -hmm. people then you should they recommend that you put something on so, mm -hmm. but, what, what about yeah. you guys you guys going to be up in clubs and stuff or what I don't know answer that question next <laughs> <laughs> no face no case look <laughs> no comment um, No, I probably won't. Not, not the first. Like, the same thing with the phones and the vaccines. The first go round, I'll be in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and if the news will be like, and the people at this club, this, 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 oh, yep, see. I'll be well, that week. <laughs> yeah, I don't think 
I would just venture off to some random thing. But if it was maybe smaller venues, people that I know the majority of, and I know how they, and they're operating some kind of way, maybe limiting the amount of people. I'm not yeah. going to go to some tiny little hole in the wall, but you're in a big enough venue. They're limiting the amount of people. And it's just that important that I go, maybe. I'd be right. more inclined to go see a show than I would a club, mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. I would feel a little bit more, because people aren't moving around as much, doing maybe they could space people out, too. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like that. I know that they were testing that theory in some other country where they were giving people free concerts, um, and they gave them, like, these... When you come into the venue, they would give you a tracker so they could get the data to see how you're moving and all that kind of wow. stuff. And they were spacing people out in the seats. And so they are working on uh, ways to figure out how to safely open up, you know, events and things like that. So like she said, we'll see. Yeah. What happens. I think even at like basketball games, like for yeah. example, the Chase Center, I think they could let a certain amount of people in it. They just space everyone out. Everyone could sit like every three seats or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just, go, yeah. just so they can start making money again and we can start seeing the Warriors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. So, yeah, so. What about you, Shanice? Um, <laughs> I, okay, I get out, okay? But when I go out, <clears throat> I only show up for like an hour or two anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I won't be getting out anytime soon. Not like over at a public place, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. I'll have to wait and see what happens because mm-hmm. it's too much stuff out there right now. Yeah. And everybody's going to be anxious. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to control yourself. People are going to want to get out. They're going to want to get out to eat. Wow, they're going to want out. And, yeah, they're going to get loose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be watching it all. Right, exactly. Like, they're really, they're going to get loose. You know, there's yeah. some heathens out there. I've been checking people out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just imagine when it opens up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But people need some kind of release. So I would say, I don't know if the club or the concert is the answer, but people who have been following the majority of the guidelines being stuck at home, like she said, if you don't let them out soon to do something, they're going to lose their mind a little bit. So you need to figure out a way to, I said a long time ago, we can't just sit down for two weeks. Nobody got to pay no bills. Nobody <laughs> got to go to work. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to get other other than, you know, food, people, whatever. But for real, for real, sit down for two weeks. Just everybody stay yeah. at home. I don't think everything would stop. We're still doing online ordering, all that. And if everybody just sit down for a little, we do an extra week, three weeks. No bills. You ain't got to worry about work and none of that. Worry about your kids. Mm-hmm. And then sanitize the stuff while we all at home. Mm-hmm. And then now come out and now let's see what the numbers look. I don't know why you get, can't. It seems like it's more trouble trying to do all these parent moving this, changing this, and just making everybody sit down. But I know a lot of people didn't want to do that, so yeah. that's that's yeah. problematic. So everybody doesn't agree with masks the same way everybody doesn't agree with staying at home. Yeah, right. So. They don't agree with hand sanitizer. They don't agree with a lot. Of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> more people. So I, that's always my thought. Why can't we just sit down for a couple weeks? I'm just gonna sit down. Yeah, they say that's all it takes. Quarantine is two weeks, right? Yeah. So I say do it for three weeks. Yeah. Set us down. Don't go nowhere. A whole bunch of us. They have to think too. about the homeless people. Cause even though we all who got homes have been for this two is true. or three weeks, those people who don't have homes and are you know rummaging through the trash and doing what they do on their day to day. Mm-hmm. That's true. I feel like their immune system might be way stronger than ours. Oh, of course. That's all about what we are. They're all the time. It's just like some people are asymptomatic. So it's like, who knows? 
So that's why it kind of. Um, and just to touch bases on like getting some stress relief out. Um, the plug, this the company that I want to like do. This is um, one, our proceeds are one hundred percent towards the empowerment of our people. So one of the first programs we're going to be doing mentoring programs. One of the first programs is we teamed up with Zara Fitness. Mm -hmm. She's a local fitness instructor here yeah. in the Bay Area. I follow her. Oh, that's great. Yay. And uh, okay. we're going to be doing um, a, a women's self defense class. So Instructor's a ex-marine, I want to say, some type of military branch, but he he knows what he's talking about, and he can definitely prepare you for any type of fight situations. Will this be uh, through Zoom, like virtual? Oh uh, no, no, no. Oh, she she has a she has an in-person spot uh, uh -huh. in Oakland, oh, but it will be it will be uh, social distance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. She's still get your lessons in. Mm -hmm. You guys, uh, Joe Budden is in the news with commentary about why he turned down the deal with Spotify. This issue sounds familiar, uh, sounds similar to what happened between Monique and Netflix. Joe is speaking about inequality and how major media corporations devalue and lowball black entertainers. True, true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how so? Me? Yeah. Oh, okay. First of all, even in the entertainment world, in the corporate world, we are we have always, as African Americans and Latinos, been underpaid, mm -hmm. yeah. underrated, not recognized. We just they're gonna pass the work down to us, and we just work, 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 work like little bees. But um, you know that's all gonna change now. I think that a lot of people are um, opening their eyes and recognizing it's been going on and, and a lot of um, African Americans are speaking up and standing up for themselves. Mm -hmm. Even Serena Williams when she says, mm -hmm. look, just because I stand up for myself doesn't mean that, you know, we all have a voice and people um, need to respect that voice, period, you know, and I want to make the same kind of money, you know, as anyone else. Yeah. I want to be treated fairly. In my marriage and <laughs> outside of marriage, okay. I'm not, and I'm not married. I'm just saying. You <laughs> <laughs> are out there. <laughs> so anyway, yes. How about you, Granny? She's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with everybody. I feel as though in this situation that. People just need to, um, on the other side, as far as the bigger corporations, not, not the small people like Joe and then the bigger corporations, they need to have a, a more open eye on what's going on in the world and society. Um, we are individuals, we are human beings, we are people. We're not just um, the people back doors who's holding doors. We're not just the people who's like, you know, cleaning the laundry. Uh, we are also doing the same things that y'all is doing as in big corporations, but we don't have the, like um, Cash was saying, like we don't have the, the certain literacy that will like help us get to the level that we should be on, like so that we could like have y'all see us eye to eye on the same plane. But overall, we as black entertainers probably should come together and try to put together our own entertainment system. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that was Master P and Jay-Z who said something like that. Like, 
we need to like mm-hmm. Chris had said earlier, mm-hmm. you know, we need to start putting our money together in our own right. things, you know. Yep. Isn't that your coming out with his own rights? His own no. whole brand. Yeah, his own rights. Uh, rice and Aunt Jemima or something. Oh, no, yeah. rice was Uncle Ben and the pancake. He got that too. He got noodles too. He got a whole. <laughs> thing. He got a whole southern little thing going oh, on. You know, he, he you know that's not. Yeah, he right. He's always been. That's right. In the business. That's right. I feel like Tyler Perry is a good example. Yeah, Kershaw is the same thing. He, he, I, I did. I listened to an interview. I think Ti had. He was making like 75 million before he even hit Hollywood mm-hmm. because black right. people were rocking with him so hard. Yeah, yep. and it's like we right. have so much money. We don't spend it with us, but when we did spend it with us, look what we did. We created exactly. a fucking billionaire. That's we right. Thirteen right. black billionaires. Right. We created a billionaire in like ten years because we just wow. fucked with his plays. And he got his whole. And now he just he mm-hmm. repaid us back by buying that whole oh, entire studio and he's about to rent it out to people. Yeah. Us for the load. I'm like that's. It's a fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fear, and once you overcome that fear, you can right. But it's also a sacrifice, and I think that's what a lot of people run from. Like Monique, and obviously, so you have to sacrifice Dave Chappelle. Nick sacrifice, Cannon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you sacrifice a lot to stand for what you believe mm-hmm. in and, and to support your own people, to turn down this money they're throwing at you, to, to fight even your own people that's telling you you need to do this or you want this. It's it's a sacrifice to be the one to stand up to fight for it. And a lot of people, um, I think they are strong enough, but they don't believe that they are strong enough to do that, especially in the public, but especially today's day and age of social media. Everybody coming at you from left and right, you got that's just people talking. Then you have the actual people who do the business that are that are trying to well we'll mess with you but only for this and only for that. And it's very hard to keep saying no to something that you know your value and they're devaluing you and then you got people on the side that's like you you ain't good anyway you know it's just really hard and i think that's why um some people just take the deal right from the other people instead of like tyler perry chose to do i'm gonna just keep doing this i know my audience i'm gonna work in this sector and then it's gonna grow (laughs) hopefully and do that a lot of people will start and it's not giving them the numbers that they want and then they either sell their stuff to somebody that got the, the machine to put behind it, right. or they just take the little weak deal from the people. So it's a sacrifice. And a lot of people, um, I don't even want to say don't want to do it. Some people have families to feed and, and, and things going on in, in their life, or they have a camp of people, they have a team that they trying to support, and they've been holding the whole thing on their own, and they like, man, if I don't get something going soon, all of us gonna lose a job. Right. So then they sell out in some people's eyes, and they take that deal, instead of everybody on that team being on board um, to sacrifice for the greater good. And that's where I think we all need to kind of <laughs> get on one accord, is understanding what we're facing, under like the you know all the struggles that people went through in the past, we're talking about how 
we stuck together and all that kind of stuff while we were able to do so much better as a people before. I think everybody understood the the goal and was on one accord about what we're actually about to face. This is not going to be an easy ride, and we may not be the receivers of the benefit, exactly. but we still must do it, and, and that doesn't often happen. That's true. So. Do you think that black entertainers are exploited? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, they are. But, you know, it's a mindset, once again. If you are strong-minded and you are comfortable of... I get... Okay, say for instance, because I get asked all the time to do nudity. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to put it out there. Because I have a nice body and people want to see my clothes off. Alright, now I'm not going to take my clothes off for anyone. <laughs> but, you know, and they do sell themselves short because they're going to mm -hmm. take the money. And it's not always the case. You know, um, I may need money. I may run out of nuts in about, what, uh, two weeks, three weeks, yeah. four weeks, four years? I don't know, but I don't, you know, if I don't generate more or, or plan, and that's really what it's about, like strategically planning and having the right team like we're a team of people but i can't have anybody on my team weak mm -hmm. because that's going to bring that's going to have me sink mm -hmm. and i can't sink yeah. so if for one i don't trust my team you're not going to be on my team right and i'm not going to have anybody that, that doesn't have the same amount of courage as i do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so right. i'm and i work with people all the time and i see people all the time so <clears throat> Excuse me, I could tell just by speaking to somebody in five minutes if you could cr you're going to crumble, mm. you know. Um, so it's important when you do have a team, everybody on that team has to be strong. Right. Like, they can't be weak. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's and true. Um, that's just my intake on that. But mm -hmm. How about you, Cass? Do you think uh, uh, black entertainers are exploited? social animals at the end of the day. Right. That's how we became the, the top of the pyramid in the food chain right now, like, mm -hmm. because we work together. But now we're getting so distant and falling apart. But yeah. Yeah. I think that that's going to support it. Sure. And that's the reason we have, because we just don't, we don't support each other. Mm -hmm. like yeah, we strong mind. Mm -hmm. Ladies, any thoughts on that? Um, just bubbling off of everybody else's eyes. I think, you know, just to tie everything together, we as black people have been so broken down from the very beginning, from wherever we came from to here, we have been broken down so much 
to where we need someone to tell us, you're good, you're great. And again, I'm black, so I don't know what white people go through. But, <laughs> but I mean, I feel like I've heard somebody say, yeah, I did hear somebody say, I read somebody say, that the black people are the only people who need somebody to say, oh, good job. I'm glad you did that. I appreciate your work. Whereas the black, you know, sorry, the white people, you know, they do it for whatever reason they do it. And they don't look for, they don't need to have somebody say, oh, you did that. Great job. And so they were in the argument, this is on World Star, some kind of, I can't remember what the post was even about, but it was something about black people against white people. And so the lady, or the man, whoever it was, was on there doing their little spiel about black people and how black people this and black people that. And of course, other people was on there and everybody hiding behind all these little emojis or avatars. <laughs> we don't know whether they're black or white, Asian or whatever. But they're going back and forth about history. And I'm reading, I'm like, what? I really wish I knew who y'all was. Because <laughs> the things you're saying, it makes sense, but then it doesn't. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, the thing is, we're this melting pot now, right? Mm -hmm. After 1965, you guys understand that prior to the Civil Rights um, Bill, it was just basically mostly us and white people, right? Mm -hmm. The mass immigration didn't come until after the Civil Rights Bill, 1964, 65. So immigration was let in as kind of a buffer class between us so that we didn't do the things that you talk about as far as group mm -hmm. economics, so that we would become the consumers that we are. Because before that, there was, before integration, we love uh, Martin Luther King, but he even said it uh -huh. at the end, he yep. even said himself that we may have integrated into a burning house. Mm -hmm. But because we did that, Black Wall Street, there was black towns all over yep. the country, yep. and we were lending money to them. Hello. So... All these little Chinatowns or towns, they're doing what we did. We yes. did that. Right. But bombs get dropped on us yes. when we do that because they already know. Literally. They already know. They already know. So. We are at the top. Right. So I say that to say this about integration, and we're all Americans, okay? But you have a lot of people. This is the land of milk and honey. Now, the shining city on the hill, people come from all over the world. Mm -hmm. To benefit off of what our ancestors sacrificed for us. Amazing. And that's not nothing against anybody else. But it is what it is. And when you talk about the group economics, the first thing we need to do is put value on the blood of our ancestors in this soil. Okay? Um, you said something. Um, cash. Cash. You said, um, I can't remember right now, but... That's what made me say we have to first, because every other culture speaks the name of their ancestors. Mm -hmm. They put value on their lineage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? We're in this people of color pot. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, and it's fine, because one of the things that we did in, in 1964 was welcome, you know, immigrants. But when they go to the king, they not necessarily... Speaking on our looking out for us, but we looking out for everybody. And it's true what they say that the you know anything that uplifts up will uplift everybody. That's how it's always been. 
but we have to not um, necessarily segregate ourselves from other people. It's not about, we need to take, because this is a fight for resources now. You guys don't understand that thing, everything is changing. Nothing is going back to normal. We talk about group economics, but what if they change the currency on us? Then what are we going to It's Nothing's going back the same. Everybody's scrapping for resources. We can't spend all our energy elevating other groups. We got to consider ourselves. And if we just start doing that, think of it that way. It's not an exclusionary thing. But you have to honor the sacrifice. And I'm so, so, I hope y'all can feel me when I say this. Because they had no hope for freedom. They had no hope for anything. Everything they did was about us. And we have to take, it's an African proverb, there's the womb and the ancestors are one and the same. We have to live like Nothing is more important than our great-great-grandchildren because they're going to look up and they're going to have to fight for freedom all over again if we don't stop partying and bullshitting. And I'm serious. I'm serious. So, again, it's not about segregationists. It's everybody that think black people that speak like this is a Trump supporter. No, not necessarily. It's reality. And we have to think politically. It's not about your feelings. It's... And we have to understand that everything is changing and we have to get on code the way our ancestors did it. They did it. They survived it. They survived. Uh, they went through reconstruction. They survived everything. And we hear we can survive for our kids, but we got to think right. right. We got to think right. We can't be led by every bit of propaganda. Yeah. That is a tool. Mm-hmm. I, I have a master's degree in public administration. Some, you know, people think sometimes you just be talking. You know, but just because you don't know what somebody's talking about don't mean they don't know what they're talking about. So we have to get that out of the way when we trying to teach each other stuff. Propaganda, they teach you your first, anybody that has any education in anything political over high school. Media is the propaganda spreading arm of the government, period. You can't believe nothing, even your favorite Favorite, whoever you think telling the truth, you can't believe them. You got to go to that source material. Them articles, you got to read what they read to write that article because something got left out. So, we got to start thinking right and put more respect, more more reverence Mm -hmm. on the blood of your ancestors. That's that's just the bottom line. Once you do that, they don't. Great-grandchildren or however many greats it's going to be will be the ones to help have this 
this this road or this land being really equal for everybody possibly. But again, it all we all together as a community, white, black, Asian, everybody as a community have to start teaching our little ones something about their history. So that way they can start fighting like how we're trying to like make a point. If no one knows about the point, then how they how they teach them the point. Right. And that's the uh, that's the reason why I jumped in to say and this last thing I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. With the mass immigration, and this is a melting pot, you know, we all live here together. But you have people who are here, and they love this country. You know, they came to this country to make their way, and they always say, you know, they started from nothing. They came here from nothing, and they do it. And this is a place where you do that. And you get in these rooms and these conversations, and they don't know enough about American history to say the things that they say and to say the things about you that they say. They don't understand that the reason why they are here and can do what they did is because of our ancestors. It's because of us. So consider that when you're speaking to people and, you know, be able to tell them, well, did you know, you know, and why don't you look here and understand this? Because you really don't know enough about the political history of this country to say the things that you say. It's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I went to University of San Francisco. Great school, great school. You know what I mean? All the professors, great. Just put that out there. But in every class I went to, you know, because predominantly, you know, rich white kids I go to, mm-hmm. and the professors are just spewing out the wrong history of black people, okay? And I had this one specific teacher. He was 25 years old, graduate from Harvard. So he was really sheltered his whole life, whatever. But this motherfucker, okay? And foundations of rhetoric class, he was like, what is that, nigga? And he said it in yes. class? Yes, and it, it's, it's about 15 of us in the class, and I'm the only black person. And so, again, you know, these rich white kids, they don't know anything about black people. So we're talking all this deep stuff now. This is what our professors are teaching us at the school. He said, what, what's a nigga? Uh, one white girl raised her hand. She was like, um, an African-American? She was like, I, she was like, that's my friends call each other that. And so he writes on the board, AA equals nigga. <laughs> And so everyone's walking around with their school books with African-American equals nigga. Oh, my God. So these kids are not being taught anything, nothing. They're being taught that kind of trash. You see what I'm saying? And that was just about four or five years ago. That definitely brings back to my point. See, start them young so that when they get into school and they hear that bull crap, they just say, oh, no, 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 no. That's not right. Let me go to the dean because you're teaching the wrong stuff. That's What class is this? Foundations of Rhetoric. Oh, the foundation of Should comment publicly? 
Team. I don't know if I could go all the way around, but we got the team back here. Got supporters. How about not yet? Not yet.
roll with me, you know, and say, hey, we need to jump on her bandwagon because that lady knows what she's talking about. And it may just come out a little bit better where everybody is under more understanding, mm -hmm. opposed to being all defensive, like, she don't know what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. But no, I may know just what I'm talking about. And you just have to be open-minded and listen.
we all talk, right. we have a good time. So. Yeah. All right, you guys. See you later, Kelda Music. Oh, and go check out Gold Rush Nirvana. That's my new cannabis um, little situation yeah. I started. So, uh, <laughs> all right. I'm in the cannabis Part business day. now. Part day. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. And a shout out to All Bay Music Presents and Amazon Food Productions. All right. All right.